With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When the lights are about to be turned off, you know what you need. Because you gotta somehow make that paper, right? Right! You come to the right place for that. Because it's time for Bo Bounds to show you the Oh, man. Show me the money. Powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Great place to watch the games. Bet on the games. 42 TVs. Pearl River Resort. Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Right by Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. We welcome in handicapper to the gods. ParamountSports.com. Lee Sterling joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line and we're going to jump right into it the game of the week is by far and away Ole Miss at Arkansas they have not had a lot of success up there they're the better team better coaching staff but it's hard to win up there it's going to be cold wind northwest Arkansas lines two and a half (laughs) Lee Sterling in this matchup who do you like and why I'll never forget someone. I was on a flight one time, and we were headed up that way. And some, uh, they said, "What are you up here for?" I said, "Either see football or see relatives. That's the only two reasons you're headed up that way." And Ole Miss um, may have left it all out on the field against Alabama. They had the bye week. Get ready for that game. And now they're pretty much an eight-win team. And kind of playing out the string. I mean, this game, and then they got their rivalry game on the short week against Mississippi State. So Arkansas needs to get the win to be bowl eligible. They brought it last week. Problem was, they had two quarterbacks, Cade Fortin and Malik Hornsby. Those guys were like playing with rocks in your cleats. I mean, you're not going to win too many games. They are that bad. Arkansas pulls off the upset. 35-28. 35-28. Okay, so in a close one, yep. but Lee's going with the Hogs, yep. and Ole Miss has really struggled to uh, – to, and, and LSU struggled last week. It's just a tough, tough place to play. Lee Sterling, tough, Paramount. Tough wins. I mean, oh. KJ, KJ Jefferson will be back in this game also, yeah. it looks like. ParamountSports.com, yep. 
Um, all right, so you've got your college underdog play of the year this week, which is included yep. in your $97 Baker's Dozen special. Lee, tell us what's going on. So normally you have to be a monthly or season subscriber to get our 40 to 50 unit plays. I'm going to offer it with the Baker's Dozen. So 13 games, including a college underdog play. And it, I'm not talking about a one, two, or three-point underdog. I'm talking about an underdog of more than a touchdown, I think it's going to win the game outright. You want to get this game. We're three and one this year on a forty-five to fifty unit plays, fifty-four and nineteen the last twelve years. Just go to ParamountSports.com. As soon as you purchase it, window pops open. All thirteen games. Okay, thirteen games. There you go. Ninety-seven dollars. Baker's dozen. ParamountSports.com. Uh, can t- all right. Does South Carolina have any chance to cover the 21, 21 and a half? It's going to be tough. I, I just don't see it. I mean, this is a team, it seems like when they give you one decent performance, the next game you get nothing. Uh, I mean, Spencer Rattler, two touchdown passes in all of SEC play. South Carolina's defense gave up 374 rushing yards last week to Florida. I think the Vols are going to probably put up maybe 474 yards through the air here. I like the way the Vols, what they did was, hey, they realized they made a mistake trying to push the ball down the field in the rain against Georgia. They decide, oh, we're, we're going we're gonna to compensate. We're going to get the ball to our playmakers and let them make plays. A lot of short patterns. I love it. I like Tennessee big here, 48-20. 48-20, and the Vols will roll. They're trying to smoke people and maybe get that fourth spot in the college football playoff. We'll see. Um, UAB LSU is only 14 points. Is that because people just think that LSU will go through the motions? What's happening here? I think so. Yeah, I mean, you know, they <laughs> they got caught napping a little bit last week, had to turn it on. And UAB, I mean, Dylan Hopkins, when he plays, he's been hurt a bunch this year. But when he plays, this is a different team and underrated. They got three receivers that average more than 14 yards of reception. So they got guys that can make some plays. Um, just think that UAB five and five has no conference USA championship hopes. I think they'll let it all hang out here. I think LSU wins thirty one twenty seven, but the Blazers cover. Okay. Uh that's interesting. Yep. Georgia, Kentucky. Yep. Kentucky just absolutely laid an egg against Vanderbilt. Does Georgia blow their doors off? Uh, Kentucky got to win number six, and I just think they relaxed and thought, Oh, okay. We watch him film a Vandy. We'll just get ready and geared up for Georgia and Louisville. And then all of a sudden, a band of a quarterback gets injured. The backup, who they probably should have been starting a long time ago, plays a great game. And then also Georgia, you know, off of dominating wins over Tennessee and Mississippi State, you're getting an elevated line. I mean, this game's played two, three weeks ago. The line's 15, 16 points. You also got to pay a premium when you want to bet a number one team. couple points. Vegas does that. If Will Levis or Chris Rodriguez has a good game, I think they're going to be in it here. Kentucky 16-6 and against the spread run at home here. Last year playing maybe the greatest defense the last 20, 30 years, Kentucky only lost 30-13. to I like Georgia to win the game, 31-27, uh, but I think Kentucky keeps it close. Ah, Lee Sterling has Kentucky covering. He's on the Yingling yep. Lager guest line. It's the uh, Baker's Dozen, $97 this week, plus college underdog play of the year, 
ParamountSports.com. Lee, what's the free play of the week? The free play, and, and this is a game that I just think that is going to be one of those games you're going to go, wow. Uh, Dallas and Minnesota. This could be another great game. Both of these two teams were involved with, I thought, the best two games last week in the NFL. You want to get this winner? 800-400-9741. This is a client play. 800-400-9741. And like I said, check out the website. Get the Baker's Dozen. Included college football, underdog play of the year. Also basketball, hockey, and UFC. Just one place, ParamountSports.com. All right, first 10 callers, you get the free play of the week, 800-400-9741. The free play of the week is powered by ParamountSports.com. And Lee Sterling and his team have found another pick in college football. College underdog play of the year is this week, and it is included in their $97. Baker's Dozen Special on ParamountSports.com. Lee Sterling, thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. Okay. See you, Bob. Free play is 1-800-400-9741. First 10 callers. 800-400-9741. And that is the free play of the week. And that is powered by ParamountSports.com. And they've got their college underdog play of the year, ParamountSports.com. Hey, he uh, he thinks that Kentucky will uh, cover. That's literally what I was about to say. Are you surprised? That's the one where I go, really? Kentucky? Yeah, I expect Georgia to uh, to cover. But, you know, we'll see if, if – can Levis and Rodriguez generate enough offense to backdoor cover in the fourth quarter? Maybe. I guess would be, be the up. only – so it'll it'll be like thirty five to to seven, you know. Yeah, maybe uh, uh, Kentucky uh, will uh, get up for this game. That's the only thing they will. To me, the the question is which team has the bigger post big game letdown, Arkansas or Ole Miss? Well, that's true because Arkansas got up for LSU and Ole Miss got up for Bama, and you just nailed it. Now Arkansas gets a little bit of a bump because KJ Jefferson. Uh, Lee picked Arkansas to win outright. More to play for, right? Is that the argument? To a certain extent, yeah. Just because you want to become bowl eligible and go somewhere for a few days. Yeah. We forget that for a 20-year-old kid, you know. We may scoff at the low-level bowls. For a lot of these kids, it's the best vacation they've ever had. I mean, let's just say they go to Nashville, the Music City Bowl. Everything's paid for. How about Las Vegas? Right. Everything's paid for. Cool hotel, all kinds of bowl swag. You get like 15 meals that week. They feed you amazing, you know, things. All right, the Out of Bounds Show brought to you by ParamountSports.com and our Tito's Vodka uh, Bloody Mary game of the week, even though it's at night, is uh, Ole Miss at Arkansas. Tito's Vodka game of the week, Ole Miss at Arkansas. Back in one second for you. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. 
Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Lights are about off. You know what you need. Because you gotta somehow make that paper, right? Right. You come to the right place for that. Because it's time for Vote Bounce to to show you the. Oh, man. So the game of the week is by far and away. Ole Miss at Arkansas, Saturday night, brought to you by Tito's Vodka. Game of the week. Uh, that line now. So here we are with Ole Miss. They're trying to get win number nine, which is impressive, um, with another game left to play after that. And the line is holding it minus two. Well, Blake may reference another one, but on Caesars, it's minus two and a half. Okay? And so Ole Miss is favored. By two and a half, I think we're expecting, a, you know, if you want to go through all the scenarios, either a close game could go either way, um, or Ole Miss could maybe pull away. I don't see Arkansas having the ability to to pull away, and we'll see what happens with K.J. Jefferson, the quarterback at Arkansas, uh, and, and how much he'll play and how healthy he is. But Show Me the Money is brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. And they serve food and beverage there. Super comfortable leather chairs, 42 TVs, and a wonderful, wonderful TV watching experience for college football in the NFL. Show me the money. Here we go. Powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Blake Scott. Yes, it's a light day in the SEC, so we're going to hit a couple SEC That's games. That's an understatement. Yeah, we're going to hit a couple SEC games, and then we're going to jump into potentially some interesting out-of-footprint games. But let's start with, as you said, the game of the week in the SEC, the only one that really matters. Ole Miss at Arkansas. We just told you the high is in the low 40s. Wind gusts up to 25 miles per hour. Who knows what it's going to be like in Fayetteville. The Rebels have only won twice on the hill in Fayetteville in the last 20 years. Ole Miss minus 2.5 on the road at Arkansas. Who you got, Hogs or Rebels? All right, so Ole Miss has not had any success up there. Um, None. Just, just, it's been a bad deal. Um, And it's a tough place to play. Northwest Arkansas, especially late in the year, which usually uh, Mississippi State and Ole Miss, you feel like catch them late for whatever reason. Now, uh, Mississippi State played Arkansas early in the year in Startville. But uh, I'm going to go against the grain. I, I'm going to go with Ole Miss. Show me the money! Yeah, finally getting another win up in, in Arkansas. I will give up the two and a half points, and I'm taking the Ole Miss Rebels. That's a 6.30 SEC Network game. Mm. 6.30 SEC Network game. Number 14 Ole Miss going against the Arkansas Razorbacks. And as Blake said, Ole Miss is going for win number nine. And 
Arkansas is trying to get bowl eligible, yep. and they're not guaranteed winning the next week at Missouri. That is correct. So just keep that in mind, both teams. Ole Miss trying to go to the Citrus Bowl. Excuse me, the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. That's right. And Arkansas is trying to get bowl eligible. So uh, Jackson Dart against what we think, K.J. Jefferson. Blake? Yeah, I'm taking Ole Miss. Everything points to Ole Miss winning, which means that Arkansas will win because that's what happens in this rivalry. But it is what it is. Ole Miss is the better team, the better coach, the better quarterback, the better football team in general. Ole Miss covers the two and a half. Georgia at Kentucky. Whew, it's a barn burner in the East, baby. Two East games we're about to hit. Both lines over 20. Here we go. Georgia at Kentucky. Dogs by 22 and a half is the line. The over-under is only 49. So they're telling you it's a one-sided affair in Lexington. Can the Cats rebound and cover 22 and a half after getting beat by mighty Vanderbilt? No. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go with Georgia, even though, you know, the, again, they may be hungover and not interested here the last couple of weeks going into the SEC championship game. I'm going to give the points. Yeah, Georgia rolls. There's no more uh, laying down or punch drunk at this point. I think Georgia is ready to rock and roll. Tennessee at South Carolina, the other East battle. Tennessee on the road at South Carolina. South Carolina just got drubbed by Billy Napier in Florida in what Florida called their best complete game. Now they take on Tennessee, who beat Missouri by a million. It's Tennessee minus 21 and a half on the road in Beamer country. Okay. Um, That's enough on Tennessee, South Carolina. On to the next game. (laughs) I can't do it. I I, I can't take the point. I just can't. I can't. They're so bad on offense. Tennessee's covering by a thousand. I'm going Tennessee. Show you the money. They've got to put on a show and beat people to death. It was 28-24 against Missouri. They They finished 66-24. I know. So I'm going Tennessee. Yeah, it's the right call. We're going to step outside the footprint. So far, we are all the same, which means we might be 0-3. Uh, we're stepping oh, outside hell. the footprint. We're going to go to TCU Baylor. If you care about the playoff, if this is something that you like, this is a game to watch because TCU has to be perfect down the stretch yeah, they do. in order to get into the playoff. TCU at Baylor, Dave Aranda's squad. TCU is minus 2.5 on the road against the Mighty Bears. Is this the weekend that Dave Aranda gets real crazy for Baylor because he is a defensive magician and and puts an end to this TCU. Yeah. Uh, uh, tell me the line again. Minus two and a half horned frogs. I'll take Baylor in the upset. You gonna show me the money. There you go. I'm taking TCU. Because they're coming off beating Texas and it yep. was game day and it was at Texas. Yep. Uh, I'm going Baylor. I love it. All right. We're going to go outside the footprint one more time, but we'll stay in the Big 12. It is I Bedlam, it. Oklahoma State and Oklahoma it's Brent Venables trying to get bowl eligible in year one. I'm sorry, say that again. Oklahoma trying to get bowl eligible in year one. They're 5-5. Five and five. They take on top 25 team Oklahoma State in Oklahoma. It's in Norman. Oklahoma is favored as the home team, minus 7.5 over a ranked opponent. Who you got, Cowboys or Sooners? Sooners minus 7.5. I'll take the points. I will take Mike Gundy. Even though Oklahoma has more talent, I will take the better quarterback. I will take Mike Gundy, and I will take those seven and a half points. Oh well, my machine doesn't want to work. I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. Show me the money. I agree with you. Oklahoma State absolutely rolls. I can't believe Oklahoma's favorite at home. They're terrible. Uh, last game outside the footprint. Last game going. to show me the money. 
It is the Pac-12 battle. Yep. Southern Cal and UCLA. This is the only other one that matters in terms of playoff contention if you really think a team could lose because Southern Cal is on the outside trying to fight their way back in as a one-loss team. Southern Cal on the road against Chip Kelly and UCLA. Them Trojans minus two and a half on the road against the Bruins. Who you got, Trojans or Bruins? Lincoln Riley's first year. Chip Kelly looks to be turning this thing around. Um, USC minus two and a half. I'll take the points. I'll take UCLA. Show me the money! Oh, man. They were bragging about having a, a, a sellout in that game, but they're they're uh, blocking off 20,000 seats there. So instead of basically they just need 70,000 and change in the Rose Bowl. That's still a record for the last, like, 100 years. Um, I mean, they've been terrible. Yeah, well, you see, it, well, it's technically a UCLA home game, right? Yeah. Um, they share the stadium, though, yeah. It's just funny yeah. that, that people just are not – are not locked in or interested. No. Now, if Lincoln Riley can really get it rolling, they'll they'll bring eyeballs to the table. Both of those teams are going to the Big Ten. That's right. That's a Big Ten powerhouse matchup right there. Yeah, and I would have to believe that they'll play they'll play every year in the Big Ten. Yeah, I haven't seen anything about what their new schedule will look like, but we'll think. see. Yeah, we'll see what you happens. Know, um, can you imagine? It's going to be nuts that they fly to Ann Arbor and Columbus and yeah. Happy Valley. Yeah. All those teams that all the they time. support, yeah. football, basketball, baseball, and all the non-revenue sports Yeah, in, in Southern Cal and, and UCLA. But I'd also think that they'll they'll drop a bunch of stuff in L.A. too, yes. right? I, you know, people were talking about that. Like the big... See, there was an argument that you can't... There's no way they can host the Big Ten title in L.A. because that ostracizes the actual Big Ten. Oh. So it's an interesting... What about like the Big Ten basketball tournament? Well, that's... I don't know. Can you host anything in L.A. if you're in the Big Ten, if all of your teams are east of, you know, what? Almost the Mississippi. I, I think when you take the combined alums of, like, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, huge. It'll be In enough. the L.A. metro area, maybe you could. Yeah, it'll be Steve Palazzolo coming up next. Steve Palazzolo on the Yingling Lager guest line. NFL QBs, NFL insider coming up next on the Out of Bounds Show. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, 
everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Press the button, my friend. The Outbound Show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. And good morning. Welcome in. Alabama with the win over Ole Miss in Oxford. 30-24. to 24, Close game. Uh, and a fun game to uh, to watch and see how it, it all played out. I thought Ole Miss, man, marching down the field. Were they going to win that bad boy 31-30? to 30? It didn't happen. And, uh, you know, they were up. Like seventeen to seven at one point, and they passed on a field goal in the first quarter. There's been a lot of debate on that. We'll ask our next guest about that too. But uh, we welcome in Brad Edwards on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your Farm Bureau Insurance agent. And Brad joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. Twenty five years at ESPN. And, of course, his book, Dynasty by the Numbers, and why Alabama now owns the greatest decade-plus run in college football history. But I'll kind of pivot on that. Uh, Brad Edwards, they're 8-2, they're and two, Alabama Crimson Tide. They don't look dominant. It looks like Kirby has stole the recipe and is cooking better food with it than Nick Saban. What's your kind of takeaway on this Alabama Crimson Tide team this year. Yeah, there's no question, Bo, that um, Georgia right now is a level above Alabama. And um, it, look, if not for a 17-point win by Alabama over Georgia in the SEC championship game last year, you would think the gap is is much bigger uh, than than it probably is. I mean, that that's really the the one thing, or I guess that maybe the better way to say it is is that the only reason we don't think the gap is huge is because of that one result. Um, and not, and I mean, look, not to mention Alabama did take a, you know, a lead in the fourth quarter over Georgia in the national championship game. So when they've gone head to head, you know, when, when Alabama has played Georgia, they've gotten up for those, those games and they've played at that level, but really the last two seasons, not just this year, but, but last year as well, outside of the games against Georgia, how many times has Alabama looked like a team that might be the best in the country? Not many. I mean, I mean, this is the second year in a row that they've played a bunch of close games. And I, I'm not making this about Ole Miss. There's not, nothing, nothing shameful in playing a close game against Ole Miss and Oxford. Um, and, and neither is there anything shameful playing a close game against LSU and Baton Rouge or Tennessee and Knoxville. But Alabama teams of the past – might have been challenged in one of those games, but the other two, they were going to go out there and they were going to win easily. And um, look, I, I think a friend of mine said it very well on, on Facebook after the LSU game uh, a week ago, which is that Alabama looks like a top 15 team. And it's that simple. You know, they look like a team that should be ranked somewhere around, you know, number 10, number 12, that, uh, any given week, if they play very well, might be able to beat anyone in the in the country on that day. Um, but at the same time, any given Saturday, they could go out there and get a game 
from an unranked team. That's just that's just that's how teams that are ranked in that range usually play throughout a season, and that's how Alabama's played throughout this season. I I I just I don't think there has been any point this year where Alabama you looked at them for even even three quarters of a game and said you know what that might be the best team in the country. Never at any point this season. Um, I mean they're still good, obviously. I mean they're just two plays away from being undefeated. But even if they were undefeated, I think we could still look at them and say something's missing. This isn't the dominant team that that we're used to seeing out there wearing those uniforms, even in some of the years where they lost a game. Okay, I mean, the other team played really well or Alabama made a lot of mistakes, whatever. They get beat one time. Then you see them flip a switch, and from that point on, it's a different Alabama. You just haven't gotten that this year, and you didn't get it last year either. Brad Edwards on the Out of Bounds show in the Yingling Lager guest line. So, Brad, what you just described and framed up, you started in college football in the mid 90s. This is what teams looked like before Saban's dominant run, right? Well, yeah. I mean, look, if you go back um, prior, and I'm just trying to think, I mean, maybe maybe 10 plus years ago, um, maybe it wasn't even 10 years ago. We've had this recent run where if, you know, if it wasn't Alabama or Georgia or Clemson, you know, there there have been some teams in the last eight years or so that were just absolutely dominant. Um, and there's been a group of them, you know, where it looks like two or three teams are just a level above everybody else in the sport. But that, that hasn't always been the case. There have been, you know, plenty of seasons in our lifetimes where even the best team in the country, you know, and the team that ends up winning it, got pushed many times during the season. Um but but in, in very recent years, that's become unusual, where it's like, okay, if, if if you're getting played into the fourth quarter competitively, you know, three times in a season, now it feels like you can't be the best team in the country <laughs> because there's because we just we've just grown to accept that right. there's such a big gap between the very best and everyone else. I mean, I, maybe it's because of the playoff and and how rarely we see competitive games even in the semifinals. You know, I mean, when the stage is its biggest, you see that the number one and two teams quite often are just a level above everybody else, and you're you're not seeing that from Alabama. Now, all of this said, is it a stretch to think that they still, you know, might not be right there for second-best team? Like, I, I just think Georgia's a level above everybody else. Um, I mean, obviously, losing on the last play of the game – in Baton Rouge, in Knoxville. I mean, LSU and Tennessee aren't any better than Alabama. Um, then you you look at Michigan, Ohio State. Do, do I think they're a notch above that Alabama couldn't beat them? No, I, I don't. And so maybe it's just Georgia. Maybe this is just a year. And looking, and Georgia had a couple weeks where they looked pretty ordinary. Um, it was more than a month ago now. but um, Brad, I don't think know, they're you... as dominant as I thought after watching them in person Saturday night. I mean, did they blow out Mississippi State? Yeah. I agree that they are better than everybody else, and Kirby's doing something different than maybe what Bama's doing now. I don't know if it's the Scott Cochran stuff, blah, blah, blah. You know, younger, more juice. I don't know. Uh, maybe he's hitting on the five stars at a higher level than than Saban. 
But, you know, Brad, I still think Georgia's beatable. I wasn't sure about that. They're good, but because they're not dynamic at QB, they're not yeah. quite as ferocious as I thought they were going That's into Saturday night, Brad. You know, so so my brother and I were talking about this uh, a week ago, and, you know, I, I said if you if you look at um, certain certain teams that, that have a, a quarterback who's elite, like you figure – even if he has a bad day, he's still going to throw for however many yards and, and touchdowns and whatever, and he's going to carry that team. Um, Stetson Bennett, on a good day, is, is going to be as productive as any, any quarterback in the country. Like he, he can make great plays and looks like a guy who should be considered for the Heisman Trophy. But then he has other games, and I don't mean just like a one-off. I mean, several times throughout the season – will go out there and throw two picks. And, I mean, I'll just say this. Now, look, I don't think anybody is, is suggesting that Stetson Bennett is at Bryce Young's level, right? I mean, no. they're, they're not the same guy, but they are the quarterbacks of the, the two teams that have kind of been the elite in the SEC for the last few years. And if you go look at Bryce Young's game log, like just go on ESPN.com or whatever and just look at his stats by game, you're not going to find many that you're going to like, oh, he had a bad game. I mean, I, I don't even know how few times he's thrown two interceptions in a game, but it's, it's not many. Um, but then you look at Stetson Bennett's game log, and just from the last two years, forget what he did before that when he you know, was, was you know, trying to establish himself as the starter and all that, but I'm just talking about when Georgia has been dominant as a team. He still has – I mean, it, some, it seems like it's every – other game, every third game, something like that, he goes out there and throws two picks. And he just – and that to me is kind of – that's what makes me think Georgia is vulnerable potentially in the playoff is that you've seen him do it so often. You know he has it in him to go out there and have a couple of turnovers, maybe even a big one. And, and if he does it against Ohio State, for example, they could lose. There are a lot of teams that they could play, and maybe even in, in, in a one versus four game in a semifinal, where even if he has a bad game, they're just too too much more talented than the other team to be able to lose it. But uh, I, I'm with you; they they are beatable, um, and I think I think the quarterback not being dynamic is the reason why. But I tell you what, you you look at where Kirby has that program, and it's scary to think what Georgia would be if they ever got a Bryce Young. You know, yes. if they ever had the Tua, you know, and, and that type of thing. Um, I mean, by the way, we used to say that about Alabama. Even like, oh, we did. Yeah, when they were, when they were running I mean, out back, Jake back, Coker and Blake yeah, Sims. Yeah, when they were running out, yeah, Blake Sims, Jake Coker, and, and they were still <laughs> winning national championships. They and were. We're, thinking, we're thinking if Alabama ever had a, like, a first or second round talent at quarterback, can you imagine how good they might be? Yeah. Now, fortunately for the rest of college football, when they finally got those guys, their defense started to drop off a little it bit. Um, and so you still had teams beat them every now and then. But, but yeah, I mean, it's scary to think what Georgia might be if they had a, a real, like, first-round talent at quarterback. <laughs> if Georgia had Bryce Young, even Matt Corral, and like you said, to a, a heck, Jalen Hurts. I mean, we could go on and on. Yeah. That's a great point. Brad Edwards, Bama Insider on the Yingling Liger guest line. Uh, 
look, I, I give Ole Miss credit for the way they played. Bama's different coming off one loss than two losses, Brad, because let's just be honest. This program doesn't get excited about playing in Orlando or Tampa no. or whatever in, in during Christmas holidays. Where are you on that? Well, so I, I, I was pleasantly surprised by Alabama's performance on Saturday in that I thought there was a good chance going in that it could end up being the worst loss of the Saban era. I, I I thought there was a chance Alabama could go out there not caring at all because all of their – I mean, Ole Miss was still playing for the SEC West and, and obviously still playing for a spot in the New Year's Six Bowl game even if they didn't make it to the SEC championship game, whereas Alabama doesn't care about a New Year's Six Bowl game. Like, like their season was over. And, and I thought, okay, and, and by the way, the way the game started with Ole Miss marching right down the field, I'm like, here we go. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking this one's going to be – it's like the Alabama-Tennessee game all over where it's going to be like 21 nothing in the first quarter. The difference is that Alabama's not going to get it together and come back because they don't care. Um, and, and so, you know, that, that ended up not being the case, that, you know, Alabama did – did just you know made enough plays to, to to hang in there and and make a game of it and be able to pull away in the second half. I mean to tell you the truth, I was I was a little disappointed in Ole Miss's offense in the game because I thought they would torch Alabama's defense. Uh, I mean I, I'm just saying that based on what I saw Tennessee do to them, what I have seen uh, other teams with good offenses do to them. And uh, they're just one of those defenses that is not as good as the sum of its parts. I mean, they've got a lot of really good players out there, but they don't play together. No. Low assignments. They miss tackles. Pete Golding's not a good – he's just not a big-time defensive coordinator, Brad. And so so, um, what was disappointing to me from the Ole Miss standpoint is is that the only thing that Ole Miss really consistently did well throughout that game offensively was was to pick on – Alabama's corner number three, uh, Terry and Arnold. Arnold was only in there because the starter for Alabama was injured on the first play of the game. So, so he was not Arnold was not supposed to be out there on the field in that game whatsoever. Once he got out there, Kiffin recognized, okay, this is a mismatch. We can pick. On, we might not have been able to pick on Ricks, but we can pick on Arnold, and they did. They completed a lot of passes on him all game long. Um, but but that was really the only thing that they consistently could go to, and and I, I just figured that Kiffin, knowing you know Alabama's defense the way he does, and as great of a play caller and schemer as he is, that he would have just had a lot of stuff working, but he didn't. And maybe we should give credit to Alabama. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I was just I I was I was expecting Ole Miss to score at least forty in that game and for them to only get 24 and, and only seven in the second half, um, that, that was really surprising to me. He is Brad Edwards, 25 years at ESPN, Bama insider on the out of bounds show and the Yingling Lager guest line. Uh, where's, where are we going with Lane? He He's grown up. He pivoted. He turned the page. He's been on an unbelievable run at Florida Atlantic and, um, and Ole Miss. Um, he kind of resurrected the Alabama program. You get the sense that he absolutely believes he is a national championship caliber coach. Where, what do you see, and where do you think this is going with Lane? 
Yeah, look, I mean, if not for um, if not for what happened earlier in his career, it would almost be a foregone conclusion that he's out of Oxford, and it, you know, if not at the end of this year, at least you know, in another year or so, just because of of what he's been able to do and how quickly he's done it. And you know, I mean, you're you're looking at a really good chance of him having a, another ten win season there. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe 11 with a bowl game. Um, and, you know, when you, you look at that and there's, there's just so much to be impressed by, but at the same time, you're like, what's, what's his biggest win? And I don't, I mean, what, what is his biggest win at Ole Miss? He's had some good records. At Mississippi State last year? Or he's done a really good job of beating the teams that he should beat, right? And, th- and there's a lot to be said for that, by the way. Sure. I mean, how many how many teams out there just go out and lose? I mean, even Kentucky last weekend losing to Vandy. Right. Um, you know, Lane <laughs> hasn't done that, which is great. And and and, and by the way, that's, at this t- year at MSU, but I mean, neither one of those teams were <laughs> were yeah. anything special, Brad. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's kind of where it is right now with Ole Miss, which is okay. If, if and, and look, I, I know how much it means to them to, you know, to be able to, to, to win the West, to get to Atlanta, and that's what they ultimately want to do. I'm not saying anyone expects that, but that's what they want to accomplish there. And in order to do that, you're going to have to win a game or two against a team that's that's probably better than you, right? right. And, and and so that's the next step is that they've got to find a way to big to win that big one to win the one that people aren't expecting them to win um but but will will somebody already have seen enough to make lane an offer i i, I don't know um maybe so because look there are there are a lot of programs that would love to just win the games they're supposed to win heck yeah ask <laughs> and, the texas longhorns well, yeah i mean ask you know a&m and and i mean not <laughs> that a&m is going to be looking for a coach um as you don't much think as they, they might want a new one all right hold on Let, let's, let's pivot I, I think on it's that too much money Okay. I think it's too much money. So Jimbo should beat UMass this weekend. And then I think LSU comes in and thumps them because yeah. LSU was on a massive hangover last weekend. We see that all the time with 20-year-olds. I get. Yeah, I mean, Georgia didn't bring their A game to start. Well, I get it. They had just played Tennessee. Got it. All right. With Jimbo, if, if LSU pounds them, do you – now there is a rumor that there is a meeting today with big wigs, A uh, and M. Not that they're going to do anything today, but there is a meeting talking about where are we and where are we going. If LSU beats them and beats them handily in Brian Kelly's year one, where they should have, everybody talked about them struggling and being in transition, and now they're going to Atlanta. They're in year five with Jimbo. What do you think could play out, Brett? I, I just think when you're dealing with that much money, that if if you're going to spend that, and I realize it's not coming out of the athletic department budget, you know, they're they're people who have more money than sense that are going to you know pay most of that tab. But if you're going to spend that much money to buy someone out of of that type of contract, you better be certain that you are guaranteed to get someone that you think is better, right? I mean, and that's the big question. It's not can you get a better coach than Jimbo? Of course you can, but but the bar has been set where the expectation is you should be you know contending for the playoff on a fairly regular basis at A and M, and and it's obviously not based in 
in history. No. That, <laughs> that belief, you know, but, but it's just that that's kind of where they've been led to, you know, think that they are based on, you know, a lot of talk by Jimbo and, and maybe, you know, some recruiting classes and whatever, but um, who is out there that would be willing to take that A&M job that is, clearly a level above Jimbo and is going to contend for a national title if he gets that, you know, gets that, that opportunity. That, that's the big question. Lane, you know, I, I just, all right. Sometimes Lane? programs <laughs> and boosters and athletic directors look at us as things are on. I know we're about to get in the silly season, but as things unfold here, Brad, sometimes they say, well, if we don't get him now, then Auburn's going to get him or someone else. Do you so, think so that that could come talk into play? About fit, Bo. Like we talk about fit. I, I mean, Lane Kiffin in College Station, Texas. Like, oh, I, just, I think it fits. Do you? I, absolutely. See, I don't get it. I don't buy into that, Brad. The whole fit thing. I, like, it would be like before we started talking about this as much. Nick Saban coming in from Michigan State to LSU. Nobody gave a damn. Nobody cares. I heard that from LSU people with Brian Kelly. Dude, people winning when you have programs that attract elite talent, you see it in college basketball all the time. People move around and win from West Coast to East Coast, from Midwest to Southeast to, you know, whatever. Um, I even heard some of that with Cal, Cal Perry going from Memphis to Lexington, you know. Well, he's he's a Northeast guy, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I don't – Yeah, okay. I think Lane Kiffin fits at Auburn or Texas A&M. Because he wins. Well, I think the question for Lane would be, okay, if you're going to leave Ole Miss, and, and it, I, I think he's in a really comfortable spot there, making good money, um, waiting for – I think he's waiting for an opportunity. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's, maybe he's happy there and wants to stay. But if he's waiting for an opportunity, would A&M give you a better, a better uh, opportunity than Auburn. I think it would. I mean, I agree. I'd, I'd much, and especially as long as Saban's still at Alabama, even though it can't be that much longer. Um, of course, you know, Kiffin's buddy Sark is at Texas. So <laughs> then all of a sudden you're going head to head with him on the recruiting trail and playing him every year. And um, I, it's, whew. I, I, I just can't see it, Bo. I, it's, it's not, it's not so much that I can't see Lane being interested in a job where you could recruit the type of players that you can at A and M. Right. It's more. I just. I just can't see. I can't see A and M boosters thinking that Lane. And just because of what we just said, what's the biggest win that he's had? What's his biggest win as a head know. coach at MSU or at Tennessee last year? No, no, and not just at Ole Miss, but like anywhere. Like, oh, what is his biggest win uh, as a head coach? Southern. Yes, you know, yeah, I can't remember. USC, yeah. whatever and it just what what has he done as far as a, an elite win that would lead you to believe here's a guy who is going to win the SEC West and and get to the playoff that's a good question Ole Miss fans like the way you frame that up there okay Brad Edwards I'd love to see him stay in Oxford just but he wants to win a national title I, I get it I get it I just I don't. If you're going to bowl, I don't think this is this window is the time to do it. So. I, I think you could be right there, though. All right, Brad Edwards on the Yingling Lager guest line. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk soon. All right, take care.
Brad Edwards, 25 years ESPN, Bama Insider on the Yingling Lager guest line. Don't forget that Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue B3 now has Yingling to go along with that amazing cheeseburger that you want for lunch or dinner. Yingling at B3 in Madison and Brandon. Back in a second. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.